Hey y'all, what's up? Am I just hilarious voice, right? Welcome back to Loudly Divorced. Today's topic honestly was going to be about celibacy, but I wanted to talk about situations that make you feel uncomfortable. And as usual, I don't know the title yet because this was not the original um, podcast title, but or this was not the original episode title or episode um, topic. But I really wanted to speak on this today because we don't really talk about consent enough, especially amongst black women. We do not talk about consent enough. And I feel like as black women, a lot of people feel like we don't have the right to consent to things. And yeah, that doesn't work for me. So let me give you an example or a reason why. Y'all know I get tongue tied. Let me give you the reason why I wanted this to be the topic today. So I went out last Friday and I really enjoyed myself because one, I liked the, I had went to the place, um, it's called the Wine Loft South End in Charlotte. And I went there before I had planned like a little girl's night out and we went and it has a live band. I absolutely love live bands. That's my favorite thing. Um, and so I went Friday night again and I went by myself and I met a couple and, um, an older white guy and we you know we're just vibing have a good time having conversation listening to the band just enjoying ourselves so the guy uh invited me out the next night which I was gonna go anyway because I really did enjoy the live band Friday night and I wanted to see who they had Saturday night so I went Saturday night and um we were just there um, having a conversation and talking and He kept saying like, oh, you're really beautiful. I love your smile. Just he just kept complimenting my appearance. And um, he mentioned one or two times that he lived five minutes away. So in my head, I'm like, "Okay, well, he told me that yesterday. So I maybe he was referencing how close it was or whatever the situation is. I wasn't thinking anything of it because honestly, I'm not slow but I just wasn't picking up on that he was inviting me over at that point so we were furthering the conversation enjoy the rest of the night and um the band had ended you know last call had been called excuse me the bar was being cleaned up oh hold hold up hold up let me rewind so when I get to the bar um or to the it wasn't a club lounge lounge it was a lounge so when I get to the lounge there's a waitress there who was there the prior night and she comes up to me and John and she's like oh my god are you guys here from last night so we're like yeah and she's like oh my god is that your real hair first of all why is that your business I I don't see you asking any of these other white women is that their real hair so that's that was that threw me off right there that was number one um and then she came and she like pretended like she was giving me a hug and tried to touch the back of my hair and I kind of moved like um what are you doing and she's like oh I I just think it's so pretty like you didn't ask to touch it though so that kind of threw me off and trust and believe I will have a whole whole episode on white women and boundaries and black women later on because baby girl that needs to be unpacked however Anyway, um, she walks away and John and I continue our night, um, continue our conversation and blah, blah. So it reaches the end of the night and he 
he's like, oh, you know, they didn't kick us out of the lounge. Um, they were just letting everyone, you know, the, it was kind of, it wasn't packed, but it was at least 20 to 30 people in there. It was a, kind of a smaller place anyway. So they were just kind of uh, cleaning up around everybody. They didn't really tell us to leave. They were just cleaning up and letting us chill. So we were there having a conversation and then he mentioned it again, like, oh, you know, I have beer at my house and, you know, it's just a five minute walk away. It's not that far. And I was like, oh, is, is that an invitation? And he's like, he laughs and he's like, I mean, if you don't feel uncomfortable, and I said, I actually do feel very uncomfortable. Um, I We just met last night. I, I don't want to come to your house. Like, that's not that wasn't in the cards tonight for me, at least. I don't know what you came here to do tonight, but that wasn't in the cards. Um, and he, he paid for my drinks and my meal, uh, but I had full intention to pay for my own stuff because this wasn't going anywhere. I, I was just looking at it. Like I just met this gentleman last night and you know, the conversation was nice. It wasn't on no sexual stuff. We were just having a conversation. He was telling me about his ex-wife and his children. And I was telling him about my ex-husband and my girls. And we were just enjoying our conversation. So he's like, no. So when I declined the invitation to go to his house, he's like, oh, you know, I understand. That's just fine. That's just fine. Um, and then he's like, but I would like to walk you to, to your car. And I said, OK, that's fine. So we are walking to my car, still talking, um, telling everyone in the restaurant good night. It's, it's such a small place that everybody was kind of like getting acquainted with each other, pretty much. So we were, you know, good nighting everyone. And he walks me to my car and he asks for a hug. So I, I give him a hug. No problem. Then. He tried to kiss me. He tried to kiss me. And I'm like, you you know how something happens to you and like you're so like you're just caught off guard that you don't even know how to react. I was just like, I gave him a hug and then when he tried to kiss me, like I kind of turned my head so he just kissed the full like kissed my cheek, but like mostly by my ear. And so he's like, Oh, you're just so beautiful. Um you know, you just looked really kissable. And I was like, yeah, uh, let's not, though. Like, I, I, I was really just, I was like, okay, good night. And he's like, okay, let me know when you get home. I said, yeah, you too. Just trying to process the whole thing. Just trying to process the whole thing. So the next day came, which was Sunday, and he had sent me a text message. Then the day what it was Monday what's today we're Wednesday now so I never responded to him again after that and then tonight he hits me up and he's like oh you know I just wanted to check on check on you and see how you and your girls were doing and um blah 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 and I said hey you know thanks for checking on us we're doing just fine um but I did want to let you know that it really caught me off guard when you tried to kiss me and it actually made me feel very uncomfortable because we had just met the night before and I don't feel like I gave you any signs that I was interested in you. And um, yeah, I really enjoyed our conversation and getting to know you, but that really made me feel uncomfortable. He never responded. He never responded. And I don't know if he is going to respond and I really don't care if he does, but I think I'm now in the space of not giving a fuck if I make men feel uncomfortable because you absolutely had no care in the world whether you whether you made me uncomfortable or not you didn't ask me like you didn't ask for consent and and like I said I, that's going to be a topic for another day but the way that people not even just white men not even just white women people of all races people of all races whether it be male or female do not 
consent like they don't give consent to black women and i really want black women to get to a point where it's just like you know you i'm gonna make you feel uncomfortable i i'm saying that because my girls um spent the this is the first year um we lived in north carolina uh, my girls and i and my girls went to visit their dad for the summer and before they left i just kept telling them if anyone tries to make you feel uncomfortable you make them feel uncomfortable and I'll give you an example. So um, their dad, he always has his friends around. His garage is literally like the hangout spot. He has a pool table, punching bags, a, a whole DJ set up in there. Like his garage is the hangout spot. If you know him, you know his garage is the hangout spot. And he has a lot of his friends come over. But one thing I can commend him on is that he don't play about his kids. And he really does not allow his friends to talk to his kids or like offer them like he don't play, play about that. But sometimes he'll be in the house and like the girls will be on the back porch and his friends will just walk in the backyard. And I, I'm i a mom, so I I'm, a million and one scenarios are always playing through my head. So my one thing to my girls was and not even just with him, because I have family up there, too. And my dad, um, he got them and, you know, I didn't know who they were going to be around. So but I knew they were going to be safe. Let me just throw that out there. My father, and my, my ex-husband do not play about them. So. I knew they weren't going to be in intentional harm's way. I'll say that. So I told the girls, if, you know, one of your dad's friends ever comes up to you, you know, while he's not around or, you know, if not even just him, because women do do it as well. If anyone tries to make you feel uncomfortable, you make them feel uncomfortable. If anyone tries to say something to you or try to tries to do something to you, you let your father know if they try to say, oh, like, um, for example, um, I had a gentleman that I was talking to and he had crossed the boundary and I never told my girls that I had a conversation with him about that boundary. I just let him know you crossed the boundary and this, you know, this is strike two for me. Like we're going to skip one and go to strike two because if this is something continuous, it's a done deal. So I had said, mentioned something to him about it. And instead of him taking heed to it and being an adult about it, he actually told my girls like, oh, you guys got me in trouble. And that's when I was like, oh, hell no. But either way, a lot of people try to make black young, especially they started from a young age, make them feel uncomfortable about speaking up about things that make them feel uncomfortable. So what I tell my girls now is. If someone says something to you that makes you feel uncomfortable, flip it back on them. Why would you say something like that to me? Um, do you would you have said that if my mother was around? Would you have said that if my father was around? You know, what do you mean by this? Why why is that something that you're saying to me? I'm only this age. What do you mean by this? You know, I I really teach them consent and even with each other, like um, and even with other little kids, like my youngest daughter she's really little for her age and other little kids always try to pick her up like she's a baby and I always tell her tell them they have to ask you they cannot just pick you up tell them they have to ask you even if it's adult if it's if it's an adult tell them they have to ask you don't feel like you don't have a voice because you are a child tell them they have to ask you and I really wanted to tie that back into the story with me because that's not something that was taught to me um growing up I definitely was violated and I as an adult I was violated as well and I didn't speak about it because 
I felt shame around it. I felt like it was my fault. And moving forward, uh, that's not what I'm doing anymore. Like me now is completely, it's not the same person. Um, I'm not the same person I was before. I have completely come into a space of, excuse me, not allowing people to make me feel uncomfortable about the decisions that I'm making. Yes, you're entitled to your opinion. Yes, you are allowed to, you know, completely be in this learning experience with me as well, because everything is a learning experience. Somebody could be doing something unintentionally and not even know that it's offensive to other people. But when it's brought to their attention, they, you know, they can have a change of heart or maybe they might think to themselves like, dang, have I been offending people like this all my life? Or, you know, it might make them change their thought process. But for me, I'm no longer in the space of making men feel comfortable to over-sexualize me. I realize that because of how I look, men find it okay to say and do certain things without a fear of being checked. And I'm no longer in that space. Yes, I did wait a couple days to say something to the gentleman about it, but this is not the first time that something like this has happened to me. And I've said something either immediately or you know, a day or so later. I'm the type of person I like to process things and I like to think about how I want to react instead of just wilding out and reacting right then and there because I ain't trying to go to jail. But I just, I definitely wanted to come up here and say that today because that was just something that was sitting so heavy on my heart and my mind and I'm very proud of the way I handle it because I definitely spoke up for myself and I definitely let this person know like hey you know that made me feel uncomfortable and I think it's breaking a generational curse not I think I know it's breaking a generational curse because although my girls didn't see it but just being able to let them know that they need to stand up for themselves like that's not something that was taught at least to my to me and my gener well I, I can't speak for everybody in my generation I'll say for myself consent and standing up for yourself is something that was not taught to me yeah stand up to bullies stand up to um yeah mainly stand up to bullies but no one tells you to stand up when it comes to sexual violence against women and not that he was violent but just the mere fact that in your head you felt as though you had a right to do something to somebody that you know nothing about, it just threw me off. And I just wanted to leave you guys with that today. Just say no. Say no to people pleasing. Say no to allowing people to make you feel uncomfortable. Because when someone does something like that to you, you have to deal with that. And you have to deal with that all on your own. They do things to you and they move on with their lives as if nothing has happened, nothing was done, and as if everything is okay. And you should not have to walk around with that that weight on your shoulder, that trauma on your shoulder, knowing that or feeling like you don't have govern like you don't govern your own body so I know this was a little I don't want to say it was heavy but I know this was a little different of a topic today but like I told you in my first episode we I will be discuss, discussing a lot of light-hearted topics but then some heavy ones as well but I definitely want to share that experience with you guys just to let you know you're not alone in letting people know that they've done something to offend you you have every right to let someone know when they've made you feel uncomfortable 
because if they were confident enough to do something that they didn't think to say or ask you to do, then they you should be confident enough to say, hey, that was whack as hell. Like you, you are not allowed to do that to me. You are not allowed to put me in that space. Whatever you need to say, whether you want to be aggressive about it or whether you want to be nice about it, it's all up to you and how you want to handle it because no one asked you if it was okay for you or if you would consent to them doing that so you don't need to consent to letting them know that they got you effed all the way up so with that being said i think that is the end of this episode and i want to thank you guys for listening please like share and subscribe and i look forward to interacting with you and speaking to you in the next episode peace